from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by short-term goals for long-term planning. Instead, it's brought to you by Credit Karma. When's the last time you checked your credit score? If you're like me, it's been forever. You may not know that your credit score might change more often than you think, and you should know where you are now and not a year ago. Credit Karma is here to help. Credit Karma is always free and there's no catch, no credit card needed. Go to creditkarma.com or download the Credit Karma app now. Well, hi there. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am your host, Joe, joined as always by Steve and by Devin. Yeah, and uh, together we are the terrific trio Intrepid. or something. Intrepid. Yeah, uh, yeah. Investigative. And, uh, yeah. Thing. Star Starwald Stalwart. Oh, it's what they say in the old timey like radio things. And it's Starwald Manservant Argyle. Uh, Starwald. But I can't I can't say Stalwart? it. Oh. I, it's fine. Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Going on a good start. Yeah, moving on. Uh, <laughs> hey Kevin, what's this word here? Yeah. I can't Stall- read. It says et cetera. Okay. That's um, rude. Sorry, Joe. Continue on. Yeah, let's do this. Uh so um uh, for this week we decided to reach way back in time. Uh clear back to the seventeenth century, as a matter of fact, for our mystery. Um uh, it begins on the sixteenth of August in the year sixteen sixty, when William Harrison uh set off on foot from the village of Campton, Chipping Campton. Uh, I guess I say I think that's Camden. 
What do you guys think? I think it's Camden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Camden. It's, pretty, it's spelled Camden, but I'm sure it's Camden. It's once again our British listeners uh-huh. trying to trip us up with yet another tricky spelling uh, and pronunciation. I know. So he leaves his village uh, towards the village of Charingworth, or excuse me, Charingworth, about two miles away. And it's, he's going to collect rent money that's owed to his employer, who is the Viscountess Camden. And so, so she, being the you know rich, titled noble ruler, of noble the area. person of the noble, area, yeah. owns all the land, and everybody's got to pay her rent. And so he's off to collect some rents. William Harrison was a steward of her estates, uh, in, which is Chipping Camden, Gloucester, uh, me, Gloucestershire, which is a small town in the middle of England somewhere. Okay, where? Uh, it's about 80 miles northwest uh, northwest of London. Okay. So yeah. converted, that is... Kilometers, about 130 kilometers, okay. 640 furlongs. It's in the Cotswolds. It's kind of like the very northern tip of the Cotswolds, which you may have heard of. Maybe. No. Yeah. Back to, so back to our guy, William Harrison. Uh, he set out. He did not return by the usual time. So that evening, between about 8 and 9 o'clock, uh, his wife sent their servant, John Perry, to go looking for him on the road from Charingworth. But Perry didn't come back that night either. Uh, and Harrison didn't come back, obviously, either. Uh, so early the next morning, William Harrison's son, Edward, set off in the direction of Sherrington, also to look for his father, and he ran into John Perry on the road. So Perry tells Edward that Harrison was not in Charingworth, so they went together to Ebrington, which is a small village kind of between Charingworth and Camden. Uh, can and, I interrupt you for a second, Joe? Yeah. So all of these places are, what, a mile or two apart? Just, yeah. Parkish? Yeah, about right in that. Yeah, just no, no more than two, three miles apart. Totally okay. walking distance. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe like an hour. Like an hour's walk yeah. away from one another. Yeah, and you can I just want to get have people understand the, the short distances yeah. that are being traveled. Not huge. And I'm sure, you know, it probably was a little bit slow going because you're walking on roads, 17th century roads, which are probably mud. There was a foot deep. Dirt paths. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this is August, actually, so they probably weren't all muck they were but, just dirt paths yeah. yeah they were but they were dirt paths but nonetheless i'm sure it wasn't didn't take that long to get from one to the other mm-hmm. and uh so so they uh, went to abrington there they were told by at least one person that harrison had been there the day before uh, but didn't stay they found not much other word word of him they go back towards camden and on the way they hear news that a hat collar band and comb were found on the road between uh ebrington and camden uh and when they finally found the, found the person with the hat and comb and collar, they recognized him as being William Harrison. So, oh, and there was blood on the collar, by the way. Wow. Of course. And uh, yeah, the hat and the, the hat and the collar had, had both been, had, had some slashes on them, indicating you know. So all of this kind of like you know kind of indicated maybe some foul play. So the mm-hmm. hat collar is just a like, hat band. Not, not, yeah, no, so it's the hat and the collar. So that, the collar was, excuse me, it was a shirt collar. Okay, but that's you know what I, because they used days, to, yeah, They had detachable shirt collars. Yeah, because yeah. they, um, they had that, and then they had also those, like, long garter sleeves that you see. With the cuffs and the... They're, like, these big, just, like, yes. oh, like tie here and tie, tie over here. Yeah, your, you always see yeah. the... the shopkeepers and stuff like yes, that. Yes, and I was going to say the accountants and mm-hmm. the guy yeah. with the green build hat on. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. those were to protect their shirt sleeves so they didn't have to wash them as much and then the collars were also detachable because that's like where you where sweat. You so you didn't Because you have like the one or two shirts at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you just remove your collar and wash that, wash your shirt sleeves, mm. and you're good to so go. So it's a hat, a shirt collar, and the comb is just a regular comb. Just a regular like a hair comb. comb. As as I, yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. just making sure. Yeah. And it, it really is funny. Actually, clothes in those days, this is pre-industrial revolution, they really were a lot more expensive. Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, they were more expensive, but they were, like, more durable, and then, yeah. you know, they were more kind of 
Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, back to our story, though. Uh, so news gets back to Camden that Harrison is missing and presumed dead. So everybody, of course, rushes out to the countryside and starts beating the rush looking for him. Because this was what was popular entertainment at the time. Of course. Yeah, they didn't have TV and the internet, so what the hell. Poor yeah. bastards. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but they found nothing, nothing at all. Uh, naturally, of course, suspicion fell on John Perry since he had gone out that night and not come home. That was kind of hinky. Which didn't make any sense. No, not entirely, no. So the next day, Perry was brought before a justice of the peace who asked him why he stayed out the night that he went out to find Harrison. And Perry tells this kind of strange story, which you guys are familiar with, mm-hmm. but I'll repeat it for our listeners. Uh, so he sort of left, left the house and ventured out a little ways and then comes back because he was afraid of the dark. Doesn't go back inside the house, though. Just comes back to the gate. And, and then a uh, local guy stops by, and the, together they venture out into the weeds a little bit. And, but then Pierce had to leave, so Perry goes back to the gate. And then he goes inside the hen house, lays down for an hour or so. Um, and then around midnight, the moon was out, so he he he, uh, he got out again and left and went down the road because, well, there's moon, so I can see. Do, who's Pierce? Uh, Pierce was just some random local dude oh, okay. that happened by. You just said it like we were supposed to know who yeah. that person was. He, so he, I just he worked went... on the estate. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, and and also he he verified actually some of what Perry said, although there wasn't much because he just basically ran into him and they went off in the weeds and came back. And so it that's it. Really uh, sounds like maybe somebody was shirking their duties and drinking. It could have been. I, mm-hmm. that's that really, I'm, that's what this guy said. That's what I think. Like like, you know, I've got a little. I've, I'll take. I'll treat it like time off. So he goes out and, and finds his stash under the hedgerow. You know, and, and you know, pulls out his bag and makes himself a generous joint and mm. lights up. And uh, yeah, no, maybe I don't. I don't know. know who knows what uh, he was into. I mean, he could have been scared of the dark, but also like too scared to say he was scared of the dark, and also too scared to come back without well, having exactly. found maybe, anything. I yeah, mean, it's possible. Yeah, maybe he possible. thought he would just hang out and, and just, just come back and say, no, I looked all over, couldn't find him. I know. Yeah. And actually, uh, in those days, of course, it was more dangerous to be out on the road at night. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah it wasn't as if there were street lights. Yeah, there were no street lights, and there were definitely, I mean, robbery and, and all kinds of stuff was going on. So uh, it's understandable mm-hmm. that he felt a little reluctant to go out there. Yeah, but, but it's he, still kind of a weird story. Yeah, it is a weird. So you go, but yeah, his story is weird. Uh, he goes out down the road again, the moon is, the moon is out now but oh damn it some mist comes up so he gets <laughs> lost in the mist which i don't really understand because these roads in in britain at the time were all surrounded by hedges so how do you get lost you know if you're you just bounce off the hedges one side to the other i guess I, yeah i don't know but so he slept under a hedge that night uh, and then at dawn the next morning on friday he continues on to charingworth uh, where he spoke to a few locals uh, who had seen harrison and then he heads home, meets Harrison's son, Edward, on the way. And they, then he went to Everton, et cetera, as we know. Um, he was asked why, by the Justice of the Peace, he didn't, you know, at midnight when he got up to leave again, why he didn't just go inside the house to check and make sure that Harrison hadn't come home. And he gave this story like, well, there was a light on in the bedroom, and I knew that if that light was on, then, then that's because Harrison wasn't home, because it would have been out. Okay. All right. So, you know, it's well, semi-understandable. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You'd think he would check, but uh, he didn't. It was not exactly incriminating. It didn't quite make total sense. And so he was kept in custody in Camden for about a week because of this. Uh, and while in jail, apparently he told some people that a few stories, which one, a tinker had killed Harrison. Uh, another story, one of the servants in the neighborhood had, killed, had robbed and killed Harrison. Uh, his body had been hidden somewhere in Camden. So, this guy sounds like he's just a blowhard blatherer. Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, and maybe not Which, that much smart. Which, much to his 
detriment. Maybe not that smart. You know, that's the first first rule of thinking sideways is when you're when you're under arrest, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, but also yeah. don't plead the fifth at the same time. Oh yeah, no, that looks bad. Just don't talk. <laughs> yeah. Just pretend to be mute. Just yeah, exactly. Hand Point. the card. Says oh, pointed oh. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. loves the lamp. Yeah. Loves lamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ask for a pen, uh, like a pencil and paper, and when you get it, you just grab the pencil and make a big X. <laughs> <laughs> And then look at it like you're really proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I totally. Uh, so on August 24th, uh, Perry is again brought before the justice of the peace. And this time Perry still tells the justice that Harrison had been murdered. So totally different story. But, but not by John Perry. He said that his mother Joan and his brother Richard had done the deed. Uh, and so to, to make this sort of long story short, uh, he said that ever since he took this job with the Harrisons, and the Harrisons were well-off people because they worked for the Viscountess, right? Mm-hmm. And so he got this job as their servant. So ever since then, his mother and his brother, he said, had pestered him uh, to help them, uh, to help steal from them or, or whatever, rob from them because they needed the money. And so they wanted him to basically tell them in advance when Harrison was going to go out to collect rent money so they could waylay him on the road and rob him. So on the Thursday morning that Harrison went to Ch- Charrington, uh, John Perry told his brother Richard where Harrison was going. And then later that evening, about uh, when he was heading out to look for him on the road, uh, that was about 8.30, 8.45, John Perry met Richard Perry at the gate, and they went down the road looking to intercept Harrison. Richard being his brother. Richard being his brother, Richard Perry. Uh, until they spotted someone they assumed was Harrison. And i got to interrupt this to say this is, this is, again, a little odd feature of his story, which is why did Richard wait until this late, which is after, actually, Harrison was supposed to be back home. And then he finally shows up and says, okay, let's go do some robbery. That, that doesn't quite make sense to Agreed. me. Agreed. Yeah, there's things about John Perry's story that, again, they just don't quite add up. So John Perry tells Richard to go rob Harrison while he just ambles around in the fields a little bit. I'm not sure what this was about. Maybe he thought Harrison would recognize his voice in the dark or something. I'm not sure. But So he tells his brother to go do the robbing. And then he comes back and he finds Harrison is on the ground with Richard standing over him and his mother is standing nearby. So, so William Harrison was not dead at this point, but Richard Perry finished him off by strangling him. Uh, and Richard and John carried the body to a nearby cesspool and tossed it in uh, after taking all the money out of the pockets, etc. And this was not that far outside of Camden. So John Perry goes back to the house. This is where he runs into that guy, Pierce, that I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Runs into Pierce, uh, just as he had said earlier. And, uh, and after that, went into the hen house and stayed there till about midnight. But the difference is, is he had kept Harrison's hat, collar band, and comb because after the moon came up, he took him back out on the road a little ways out and dropped him on the road. So it looked like you know he'd been actually waylaid and accosted somewhere different from where it actually happened. And uh, yeah, crime scene staging, right? Classic, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, of course, he sets off towards uh, Charrington to complete his fishy story. And he also confessed that uh, just the year before, William Harrison's house had been broken into and Someone had stolen 140 pounds from it. Uh, the perps were never found. And Perry told the Justice of the Peace that while well, Richard had done it, uh, using information that John had given him hmm. about where to find the money. Okay. Okay, so he fessed up to that too. And so, of course, uh, Joan, Mother Joan, and Brother Richard were arrested. And, of course, the cesspool was dragged and, and searched for Harrison's body. I don't know if they put a guy in a scuba suit or what to set him down to search the bottom mm, of that. Probably not. I'm going to guess a weight and a rope. Yeah, probably. Uh, but they didn't find his... Stinky hands. Oh, yeah, it just sounds disgusting. But, uh, well, they didn't find his body, and they they checked every other pool in in town also, fish pools or ponds or whatever, 
they found nothing, and then they searched the entire town. There's some ruins of the original estate, uh, the Camden estate, and, and they went through all that stuff. And so they found no body. Um, but anyway, the, the rest of the family, Joan and Richard, uh, the mother and the brother, denied all the charges, of course. Uh, they said it was all just BS, which was what you'd expect them to say. Uh, John stood by his story. And there was one incriminating piece of physical evidence, was, which was a bottle of linen tape that was found in, on Richard Perry. And a policeman showed it to John Perry. And John Perry said, oh, yeah, 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 that's a string that my brother used to strangle my master with. So that's the only physical evidence they've got. Of course. Yeah. So they don't have the body, uh, don't, they maybe have a murder weapon. And as far as evidence of the burglary, well, Richard had told John after the burglary that he buried the money in his garden and they were just going to leave it there until everything cooled down. It was safe to spend it. So it was still buried in the garden at the, as of this point, right? They went and dug up the garden, authorities did. They, mm-hmm. found, no, they found no money. Weird. Yeah, I know. Uh, so John's stories, he's confessed these major crimes. There's no evidence to back up anything he's actually said. Uh, and of course, his mother and his brother deny everything. But nonetheless, in September, uh, the following month after the disappearance of Harrison, all three of them were indicted for burglary and also for robbery and murder. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And the judge refused to try them on the, the robbery murder charge because the body had not been found. And this is like less than a month after he disappeared. Mm-hmm. And so they, he thought, oh, it's just not quite right to charge somebody with murder when he could just be off somewhere gallivanting around the country, right? Doing something, yeah. yeah that yeah. makes total so, sense. Yeah, and so uh, so he wouldn't charge him on that, but they were still tried for the charge of robbery, and they pleaded not guilty, but then they changed their plea to guilty because this came after, and this is where we, we get, you get a little free English history lesson, which I'm sure all our British listeners are going to love to hear. Again. Yeah, refrain from yeah, telling, sending me Yeah, email. they haven't heard this before. Yeah, Never. telling me I got everything wrong. But they changed their pleas to guilty and asked the court to grant them amnesty for the crime because there was a, a pardon in the act of oblivion of King Charles II that had recently come down. And so they got a pardon, and that was that. Charges dismissed. Uh, and in case you're confused about that, I'll give you the, a quick background. This happened right after the end of the English Civil War. In 1649, Charles I was beheaded, and the monarchy and the House of Lords were abolished. England was declared to be a commonwealth with a more representative form of government. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. Cromwell, people hated Cromwell. Well, this is before Cromwell, actually. He was like... This, uh, well, well I mean, Cromwell well, came I, out of this. Cro- yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Cromwell was around, but, but his the things that he really didn't like were the protectorate, which came after the commonwealth, but... Uh, the Commonwealth didn't work out so well. In 1653, Oliver Cromwell was declared Lord Protector, and this period is called the Protectorate, and Cromwell ruled with all the powers of a king, but he was totally not a king. Got it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally not at all. Totally not even not. close. Not even close. But it turns out life under, the, life under the Protectorate was more repressive than it had ever been under the monarchy. Almost like it was yeah. a dictatorship? Yeah, kind of like that. With a fancier name? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so eventually Parliament proposed to restore the monarchy, and they offered the throne to Prince Charles, son of Charles I. Oh. Yeah. Like Charles, the one that... Prince Charles. That we have now? Yeah, the same. The same Prince Charles? No. He uh, looks like he's yeah. been around that I was going to say, because that Prince Charles is actually prince under his mom the queen all right fine so different charles different charles but okay. uh, you guys are making this confusing yeah no. well no the english made this confusing by naming all of their same humans the same people things mm, i know they, the same people thing it made sense shut up why i mean why isn't there, why isn't, there king, why isn't there not a king javier or a king manuel yeah, or well, King Devin. Different or countries. King Boris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Let's. Yeah, yeah. So, how does this affect the guilty plea? 
Well, okay, so, so uh, when Parliament offered to restore the monarchy and give him the throne, they made it a condition of his return that he issued a general pardon for all crimes committed during the Civil War, the Commonwealth, and the Protectorate. And the idea was it's just kind of a reconciliation, you know, like yeah, the, just wash it, wash the slate clean, wash the slate clean. Let's All just get crimes, a fresh start. yeah, pretty much every crime, every crime except regicide. Okay, so I could have gone and murdered someone, like a bunch of people, probably in the middle of as a town. As long as you didn't kill a, like a king or a prince or anything. and they would have been like, well, actually, it's okay now. It would have been, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we got a king again, so yeah. it's cool. Yeah, everybody loves a king. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know where I'm going in my time machine now. <laughs> I know. I know. Go to about yeah, sixteen fifty nine. That's a good time. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, that's how. That's why they were able to plead guilty to this burglary and get pardoned for the crime because okay. it fell under this clause and yeah. they were free. They got were it. Just under the tag. They had some good thing. lawyers. I know. Okay. No, no, not necessarily. I don't even know if they had a lawyer. It might have been the justice himself who said, "Hey, look, why don't you spare us all a headache and just plead guilty on a pardon?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably yeah. more likely what happened. So they were but, guilty. So they did it. No, they plead. They oh. pleaded guilty. Uh, they they all denied later that they are actually guilty of this crime. Hmm. Yeah, John took back all of his confessions. Uh, of course, you have to wonder if maybe John wasn't under a little bit of duress by the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of kind of pondered that maybe he was, you know, given the old rubber hose treatment, perhaps. Um, but you know, the guilty plea might have made some sense, and it saved everybody the bother of a trial. It probably. From their point of view, in a sense, was was a smart move because it it mean it meant that the justice who was sitting on their case was probably more more inclined in their favor because he had just saved they had just saved him some hassle. Yeah, but uh, you know, so scratch my back, I scratch yours, kind yeah. of. Yeah, but but it was bad optics with the public because in the eyes of all the locals who were the the future jury pool for any trials that might happen, uh, 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 foreshadowing, uh, it confirmed that the parish that they were, were guilty. Scall- yeah, they were scallywags. They were yeah. they were ne'er do wells. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it confirmed that not only had they wanted to rob William Harrison, but they actually had robbed him. And so, and killed him. And so, well, oh, not necessarily, but but it made it easier to believe later on down the line that they had waylaid him and robbed him and murdered him. Mm-hmm. And eventually, they were tried on those charges. Of course, uh, that didn't happen for until the next year, March sixteen sixty one. And by this time, uh, of course, there's still no body, but people felt a little more comfortable about the situation because it had been like eight months. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say so. It's been like a year ish. It's been, right? yeah, it's been yeah. a while, and so at least you know, six months. And no word. And no, no sign of him. So and he had a dead. wife. Yeah, he had a wife. Yeah, and he had a nice job, which he yeah. presumably would have. He would have probably sent a letter to his wife. Yeah, he would assume. Yeah, I mean, in those days, you know, in those days in Europe or you know anywhere in America, even I'm sure a lot of people just just moseyed off. There were people who were kind of footloose and mm-hmm. and just moseyed off. Oh yeah, it's a yeah. giant convenience. I really hate the way things are working right now, and it can be better it. somewhere else. Grass is greener. I can just easily leave. Yeah. Absolutely. Hop on a horse and ride. Yeah, absolutely. But but somebody like him. Those not were the so, days. Yeah, I know. I remember. Yeah. Well, somebody like Harrison, Thanks, not historian. so likely. Yeah, and uh, they all pleaded not guilty. That is the Perrys, John and Joan and Richard. Uh, John, of course, said that he re- he recanted his confession, said he had been insane and didn't know what he was talking about. And again, who knows? I mean, maybe he did have some mental issues. Even I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, they weren't really diagnosing those at the time. Not really all that well. Uh, and and I still kind of believe that most likely the police kind of leaned on him hard. Probably. Uh, yeah. But so, okay, sorry. I think we were just busy kind of like... Uh, Laughing. Yeah. Uh, to to be clear, they're being tried for the murder. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, for not, reals this time. For reals this yeah, time. For reals this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah. The whole burglary thing is long in the past. Okay. But the, now yeah, it's the murder. Now it's the robbery and the murder. Okay. Uh, they were all found guilty. They were all sentenced to hang. And then Bummer. She, yeah, I know. And they don't. They didn't do it in those days like we do it now in America, where you wait like. 30, 40 years before it actually happens. You know, it was two days. Yeah. Yeah, two days. Uh, it's a quick and expedient trial. Very, yeah. Very, and execution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Two days after the trial, they were strung up. This was on the hill outside Camden. Uh, legend has it, Joan was executed first because some people thought she was a witch. Yeah. And that she had cast a spell over her son, so... Well, she did float yeah, in I, the water, so... I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if they tried that or not. Mm. Uh, so if she was dead, the spell would be broken, and John and Richard would finally tell the truth. They would find out what happened to Harrison's body, for example. Right. Well, it didn't work out. Uh, they still said they didn't do it. They still said they had no idea where the body was, etc., even after the mother was dead. Um, Seems like they could have... I mean, do you think they would have been free if they had been like... we? Huh, she cast a spell on us. Oh my God, I can't believe it. We did it and we fed his body to the pigs and there's yeah. no evidence. Yeah, yeah. I, uh. I don't know how that would have worked out. You know, they should have thought of that. I mean, I mean, what the hell do you have to lose? Uh, yeah, that's I mean, true. I, I Maybe would, they would let you go. I would totally. Yeah, yeah. I, if it were me, you know, I would. I'd just be like looking around. Oh, what am I doing here? Uh -huh. Oh my God, what? Where am What's I? What's going on? <laughs> oh my God, my mother's dead. What happened? Oh yeah, my mother's uh, been dead for years. That's yeah. not my mother. <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah. My mother died in childbirth. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, that's a good one actually. Uh -huh. So um uh, yeah, anyway, so if you go back in time you gotta give these guys a little coaching. Okay, I will. Yeah, that would have been that when would have been he mean out. when I go back in time. Yeah, oh yeah. They yeah. they uh So they they also were hung. Oh yeah, for yeah, the they were they crimes. were hung. Richard next hanged? and then John the last. Hanged. Yeah. They were hanged. 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 hanged, yeah. For their crimes. Uh, so that was the end of it. Uh, <sighs> Harrison was dead, presumed murdered and gone. His killers had, had, had been killed and or they were executed, I guess, is the more appropriate word. So, okay, so I'm sorry. Uh, I I guess I'm confused about the mystery is here because it sounds like this guy got murdered. Granted, they didn't find his body. So is that the thing or is it because they denied, they thought they, they said they were innocent until the end? Is that yeah, the, mystery the mystery here? Is, why were the Perrys so mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that, our story is not quite over, actually. Okay. Um, because in uh, the following year, late summer of 1662, uh, guess, who, guess who comes back to town? William Harrison. What? Oops, okay, so wait. So he <laughs> yeah. comes back well, to town. Whoops. What <laughs> yeah. does he say is going on? Yeah, because obviously everybody's curious to know, really curious to know just where the hell he'd been. Yeah. Because after all, I mean. Uh, thought he was dead. But yeah, I, but three people are dead now. But uh, he actually had a good excuse. Uh, he had been unavoidably detained. Uh, and he put the whole story into writing, which is, by the way, out there. You can find it if you look around. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's not made up. It's actually part of the historical record. Um, mm hmm and just, I'll just, it's a long document, so I'll just paraphrase it here real Please, quickly. Please, yeah, because yeah. it it's quite lengthy. Yeah. So when he set out that day, August 16, 1616, he uh, was accosted by three men on horseback on the road who stabbed him with a sword and then grabbed him and put him on the back of one of their horses and headed off to the east. Uh, and they rode for about three days, staying the night in various isolated places, and will finally wind up on the coast on the English Channel in a town called Deal, which still exists today, by the way. It's about eight miles northeast of Dover. And at Deal, he couldn't really tell for sure, but it looked like there was a negotiation. He believes he was sold for seven pounds uh, as a slave, apparently. So he was taken out uh, to a ship off the, right off the coast there, put on the ship along with a lot of other people in a similar situation as him. And then he estimates he spent about six weeks on the ship uh, just sailing hmm. around the sea. I don't know where they were going because, I mean, 
you just know. around. I, I guess you just know, around. For I mean, maybe they were sailing towards the Mediterranean. Circles. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like six weeks would have been plenty of time to get you anywhere you wanted to go. Almost Europe. anywhere in the world. But yeah, yeah, really. Sure. Okay. But anyway, they were on the they were on the ship for about six weeks, and then one day uh, they came into contact with three Turkish ships. It's not clear if these were pirate ships or if they were just slavers or what. But he and uh, all the passengers, who fellow slaves, I guess, were transferred across to one of the Turkish ships, and they spent an undetermined amount of time on that ship before they made landfall, which it turns out was in Smyrna, Turkey which is where modern-day Izmir in now, is now. Okay. And so he was sold. Uh, it, was, it was at sort of some sort of a slave market. He was sold to this, this very old doctor uh, who happened to speak a little English. And basically the doctor, I don't know how much he paid for him, but he wanted him to run his distillery. So that's what he did for over a year. He ran this old guy's distillery. And hmm. uh, the old guy kindly gave him this nice silver bowl to use for drinking or drinking, eating soup or whatever. And that was basically his his only thing, uh, his only possession. And uh, after about, he, he says about a year and three quarters, the old guy, his master, died. And so Harrison uh, made a break for freedom and hoofed it to the, the port at Smyrna and uh, tried, to, tried to book passage on a ship. He managed to get on a ship that was going to Lisbon, Portugal, in return for his silver bowl. So thank God for the silver bowl, right? Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, really. Uh, so he traded that for passage to Lisbon. Once he got in Lisbon, he was totally at loose ends. He had nothing. And I mean, not a penny. And, but he was hanging out and he was, uh, this guy walks up to him and starts talking to him. And it turns out he's an Englishman. And so this guy, you know, hears his sad story and he takes pity on him. And so he puts him up, you know, gives him a place to stay for temporarily and, and then finds him passage on a ship to Dover back in England uh, and then uh, before he goes, gives him some wine and some brandy for the road and, and a little money and sends him on his way. And so he made it back to England. Uh, we never found out the name of this guy. Uh, that's but, a, that's yeah. a that's quite a story. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting story, don't you think? It, yeah, yeah, that, so that's he a was, nice way to put it. That's not was, the way I would have put it, but that's a nice way to put it. Interesting. Well, yeah. Um, you know, but but it, it accounts for a lot. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that three people were killed, but you know what could he do? He was mm-hmm. enslaved back in Turkey, so right. you know. And so, hey, what's a, what's a guy gonna do, right? And and well, that's it. It's like uh, the story actually was not that well received. A lot of people, frankly, I don't know if anybody believed it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think anybody does to this. Day. I don't believe it. <laughs> and people have been wondering ever since, and that's why this story is usually called the Camden Wonder. That is the official name. Uh, because it makes everybody wonder what the hell happened. Uh, Obviously, the story is a bit questionable about slavery and everything, so the mystery is here, what really happened to William Harrison? Where did he go? Uh, His hat comb and bloody shirt collar were really found in the road, for real. And so did they fall off during his abduction, assuming his story was real? Or did Harrison plant them there to fake his own death? And uh, what the hell was Perry doing? What the, and why the hell did Perry claim he planted them there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Harrison did fake his death and run off to start a new life, then where did he go? Why did he do it? Well, and why the hell did he come back? Yeah. And also, of course, uh, I've already said this, but why did John Perry confess to a murder that never happened? This is, so that's why this It's is, weird, right? This is why it's called The Wonder, because it's freaking... <laughs> I wonder, wonder why. There's lots yeah. of wondering happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and I left out a few details here. I'll, I'll just mention them. Uh, rumor has it Harrison's wife committed suicide by hanging right after he came back. We don't know if that happened, actually. We don't, we don't know for sure that that happened. Uh, but, and like any, any one of these things, I mean, certain things do get added to the story. 
another one was that in her possessions after she died, there was a letter from Harrison, William Harrison, found in her possessions that was dated after his disappearance. Again, don't know if that's true or not. Hmm. Right. But if, if those things are true, then it certainly adds to the intrigue, don't you think? Yeah. Hubby comes back and she kills herself? Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I, I wanted to give a hat tip to a guy named Peter Clifford. Uh, well, we will link to his website, but this is a guy who is. He's chuck full of information. Oh, yeah. He's done some serious historical yeah. research on this mystery. I mean, he's, he's definitely gotten down in the weeds. He's not a tinfoil hat guy at all. Good website. But hat tip to Peter. Thank you. Peter, but, stop using bold font, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, good point. Uh, so, yeah, that's our mystery. What the hell really happened? Uh, so it's now, as you know, time for the theories. But first, let's take a break. You look into your wardrobe and realize, I think somebody else bought all these clothes for me. Is my closet haunted? Oh, man, I have to get rid of all these clothes and get new ones. The good news is Daily Look is here to help. Daily Look is an online premium personal styling service for women that sends hand-picked fashion items right to your door. Sounds like the perfect solution for you ladies who don't have any time to shop. Exactly! All you have to do is fill out a style profile and start to build a one-on-one -on -one relationship with you and your stylist. Then your stylist will handpick up to 12 items of quality clothes and accessories from premium brands like J Brand, Rag and & Bone, and many more, plus new emerging designers. You even get a chance to review your box before it's sent so you can make changes. Keep what you love and return what you don't. It's completely hassle-free. So, you have no obligation to buy? That's right! Shipping is even free both ways. It's convenient, fun, and easy to look your best. So, you can spend your time doing what really matters to you, like cleaning out that haunted closet. Get styled today by going to dailylook.com and clicking get started. Don't forget to use the code sideways to get $10 off your first box. That's dailylook.com, offer code sideways. And we're back. So let's delve into theories here. Uh, first, well, let's start from the top here. Uh, here's a theory. Uh, the new, the, the returned William Harrison was an imposter. Oh, like Bobby, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo yeah. There's been a bunch of them. Who's that guy that was in that movie? Was that, was that Bobby Dunbar or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it, it's happened. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of stories like that. Usually it's a little kid that's brought back and reunited with his family, and if the kid disappeared at age Not one. Not a 70-year-old man. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, and his wife was, of course, still alive, you know, at least long enough to hang herself, if you believe that story. So I don't really buy this one, uh, you know, of course, unless maybe old Harrison had a twin somewhere, is this, but even then. Wait, is this an actual theory out there that he I think would... any, any time there's something like this happens, you know, or, uh, you know, there's at least somebody's going to be saying, well, could he be an imposter? Yeah, okay. I have yeah. a theory about this, actually. Yeah. Um, it was that they never found the body, but it was yeah. really well preserved. And then the ghost of one of the Perry brothers came back and inhabited the body and uh, just took over his just, life. Just to mess with people's heads? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the idea. Wow, that's not witchy at all. <laughs> it was Joan. You're right. It was it could Joan. Be, it, it, it could have been Joan. Yeah. Joan actually did that. Just one of the boys could have been a witch. You don't know. Yeah. Warlock. That's a warlock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Sorry. That's a good point. That's Which good isn't. Point. Ha. Yeah, I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think it was Joan and her witchery because she probably would have just messed with everybody's heads a lot more. Like, isn't it really a shame that you strung those three people up just over me, silly old me? Isn't it a shame? Just, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he would yeah. be constantly messing. And as far as I know, that didn't happen because nobody, okay. sh- nobody shot him. So what's our yeah. next one? Well, our next theory. Well, uh, Harrison really was kidnapped and, ex- and enslaved. Oh. Which totally explains everything. I mean, you got to admit, um, you know, I mean. But at, even at the time, a lot of people find this, found the story kind of hard to swallow because why the hell would anybody kidnap him? He was 70 years old. Not exactly, you know, prime material for the slave market. He's not yeah. exactly on the coastline where he's in easy nabbing distance well, he's, for uh, slavers. From, from where he was, he was like a good 100 miles at least, if not more, from the town of Deal. And, of course, with the roads in those days... It was not a straight shot, so much more than that on yeah. horseback. Yeah, a was, lot of England is a hundred miles away from the coastline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of slavery. There's a lot of there were actually ships raiding the English coast and grabbing slaves. It was oh yeah, not white slavery of. was totally a thing, but not oh, that yeah. far inland. No, definitely. Yeah, and so uh, and so that's that's one reason to wonder about this. Uh, it was also. You know, another part of his story I really didn't like is he was he had this guy who befriended him in Lisbon and really basically saved him. I mean, you know, took care of him and got him got him passage on a ship and gave him money and all. Yeah, he never named and the he guy. He never said who the guy was. That's weird. Don't yeah. You think? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's weird that like seventy seventy is pretty old for this time to be enslaved. Yeah, for oh, yeah, for that you're just like for humans. You're yeah. not good working material. No, no you're not, not a good. You mean you could catch sick and die immediately. Oh, yeah. I mean, At the drop of a hat. Why would anybody invest any money in, in somebody slave. of that age? Yeah, I know. So the whole idea for that, is, the whole idea is like ludicrous. Um, and a lot of people at that time felt the same way. Um, but, you know, he had to invent something, though, because supposing he did have scammed with the rent money and went to shack up with his girlfriend a few counties over, uh, he would have had a lot to answer for because three people had been killed over this whole deal. Yeah. Uh, so he had to come up with some sort of a story. Um, and so, you know, he made up a story that, you know, accounted for everything. Um, but frankly, I think he did make this story up. It can't possibly be true. I no. agree. I mean, I just don't think so. I don't think that that's a possibility. Really. Slavers coming in a hundred miles from the coastline and mm. then stealing a man who is going to cost them more to keep alive and put on the auction block then he's going to fetch on the auction block. Yeah. Does well, not make any sense. I agree. It really doesn't. Although there is there is one possibility. Okay. There's, there is a possibility, and that is that uh, William Harrison's son, Edward, actually staged the abduction because he wanted his father out of the way because he wanted his dad's job as steward of the Viscountess's estate because that was a nice job, and he felt like he would inherit the job if his, da- if his dad disappeared. Did uh, he? So, the, yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. There's, no, there's actually no record that he did. He okay. would, if he did, he didn't do it for very long, because okay. I know there was uh, there is a record of another steward who started the job no later than, like, 1665. Yeah, so, it just kind of seems like the Viscountess would be like, I don't know, this is another guy I trust. Yeah, it, it could be. It wouldn't yeah. just be like, oh, yes, the son, yeah, of does, course, he will do it. Yeah, the son does not necessarily. Particularly if, but, if he got murdered or disappeared in some weird circumstance, right? Yeah, and, and the, son, the son, of course, not being totally heartless. He doesn't want his dad killed, so he just has these guys abduct him and sell him into slavery and stuff. Because slavery doesn't t- kill people at all. Slavery That's is a totally, totally a nice way to get yeah, dad out of the way. Totally healthy experience. Actually, actually, especially at 70 years old, he was lucky he didn't die on the ship. 
Yeah. If he was actually on a ship. Even I mean, on the horse If train. he was actually on a ship. If he was actually on a ship, because, I mean, a lot of people didn't survive sea voyages. Frankly, uh, at 70, I'm kind of shocked he survived walking to a different town all the time. And, 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 yeah. and I'm not saying, to be clear, I'm not saying 70 now yes. is insanely old. My Correct. parents are almost 70. I'm sorry, Mom and Dad, for yeah. telling everybody that. But, there, I mean, 70 is like nothing. This is 400 days. years yeah. ago. This is 400 years ago. 70 was kind of like... 120. Old. It was, was pretty old. It was incredibly old back in those days. Yeah, I mean, most people died about what, age 35? I'm sure we're going <laughs> to get a lot of emails where people are like, it wasn't that old. Calm down. But it was. Yeah. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. I think the median age was 45 to 50 was yeah. about the average length that you could expect to live and die normally, you know, yeah. barring any accidents or diseases or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he was he was, uh, he was well outside of the bell curve. Yeah, no, yeah, and he actually he didn't die till 1672, so he lived to be 82 years old. That's pretty good. Yeah, he was an he outlier. Was, see, he was even farther off of the yeah. bell curve. Yeah. This is why you don't grade on the bell curve because huh. guys like this throw it off. I know. It okay. Everything up. So this theory is that his son. So his son it, arranges, his, arranges his abduction so he can take his job, uh, which which would actually okay. So that makes sense of this whole thing. You're saying why would they take this guy 120 miles inland and take him all the way to the coast well it was a special order they were paid extra to do it yeah yeah yeah. and so that was explain that yeah i know special order (laughs) but uh also i'm sorry i have to pause for a second did you say it's bunkerific yes great bunkerific i I like keep going sorry no is it uh, not yeah it is yeah uh, the only problem I have with this series, it would have been really expensive uh, to arrange this whole thing. Uh, yeah. Plus, his co-conspirators, the three guys on horseback, to name just three, mm-hmm. would never blabbed, which yeah. is you know really helpful, especially after this. This actually story actually got a fair amount of circulation. It was a big well, story. At the time. I mean, they I may guess not have been local. Though. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. if they were slavers that kind of were in the coast or even like in the Mediterranean most of the time. If I were hiring someone to abduct one of you guys, for instance, uh, it would not, not be somebody who happen. lives locally. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, yeah. let me give you my new address. It's totally different than my old address. I don't just believe in you. Case you try to hire somebody out. Maybe yeah. I'll just give them both of them. It's a tunnel under my house. Mm. That's where I'm living now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice, safe place to live. I don't blame you. I'm going to get me it's one cozy. of them. Yeah. Oh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Ed, so Edward Harrison uh, had his father abducted. And the problem I have with this series, it would have been so much easier just to poison him. You know, really, because the guy yeah, was... Yeah, just, I mean, just knock him off. As we just said, the guy was 70 years old. If he poisoned him and he just keeled over and died, nobody would think, nobody would think twice. Yeah. Seriously. Not at all. There wouldn't have been any inquest. There wouldn't Unless have been Unless he smelled the chloroform. Yeah. Stack of chloroform or arsenic or I don't know. Nine. Even then, apparently, you can just pump it into someone's stomach and nobody cares. You can yeah. just dump brandy down their throat and yeah. cover it up. It's yeah. great. All right. So, you guys, uh, what do you think? Do you want to dwell any more on Edward no. Harrison doing it's this? It's bunkerific. It's bunkerific. Oh, it's our new, new tagline. All right. Uh, let's move You're on to welcome. our next theory. Uh, Harrison, William Harrison, faked his death, took the rent money that he had collected that day, and ran off to start a new life. Yeah, what do you guys think? I would. Yeah, I actually, this is my the- This is my preferred theory. I agree. It's actually, it actually makes more sense than the, the last three that we talked about. I think yeah. it actually yeah. makes more sense than all of the theories that you have in this text that we're looking yeah. at. Because, listen, the, this old man knows how much money he collects on a regular basis. He's been doing it for a long time. And he probably is sick and tired of it all. And there have been days where I was like, you know what, if I came into couple of thousand bucks in bonus cash i might just walk i'm gonna tell your wife that fine she knows (laughs) Uh, but the point is is that i can see a guy in this day and age be like 
oh my god, I can have 400 pounds. I could live like a king forever on 400 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Not realizing that it's only going to actually last him a year. Wow. But he's like, woohoo! He probably he thought, hey, I'm, guess... I'm 70. I've only got a couple of years to live. I'm going to go off and do something fun. I would go yeah. back, on forth, back and forth on that because I... Uh, it kind of feels like to me his job is to collect taxes. He probably gets yeah. paid. Uh, I I would assume that he gets paid more than the taxes are, or no, at least a fair wage more. enough to incentivize him not to steal the taxes, right? Well, there's that whole beheading thing. Well, I mean, I think that I I I don't know. I'm totally talking out of my butt right now. To be totally honest That's with cool. everybody, okay. but I I would just think that he would know the actual value of the money that he had. You know what I mean? Where you would want your tax collector to be educated on how far 400 pounds actually goes or give him, be paying him an annual salary that is close enough or halfway. I know I see that you it are like mad about this. It just makes yeah. sense. It, to me, it makes sense that you would pay that person that amount of money or help them understand how little, quote unquote, it is just because you don't want them taking off with it. Joe, I have a question. Yeah. Was this his only duty? Uh, no, actually, as a steward, he had all kinds of other duties, and so I don't know why he was just being the regular. So this was not this the sole thing that he would do. No, not so at all. So therefore, I don't believe that he would have been educated in that financial background that you're you're implying there. I think that it was a position that he had earned the trust of his employer enough to be given. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, really. All you need for that job is to prove that you don't steal. Fair enough. Uh-huh. Can you read? Can you know how much is written on the ledger that they owe? And can you come back with it to the single pence? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Job Great. done. Yeah. How long? But how long had he been doing this for? Probably a long but, time. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I decades? Mean, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, he'd been doing the job. As my, my understanding, he'd been doing it for decades. Yeah. And by the way, his job was not just tax collector. He, right. He, sure, as sure. Steward, he was managing the yes, estate. He, right. So he had, a, he had a managerial job. So that's actually. my thing is that if um, it's a managerial job, he, he may be a middle no. manager. And if we all, if we know anything, middle managers get bored. It's yeah. just, and it's they always, just want to take it and run. Well, I just think it's like a weird timing. It, 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 well, and he should have known that 400 pounds isn't going to get him wait, that why, far. Well, actually, it's not a weird timing. It's a perfect timing because here's the thing. For the last, what, 11, 12 years, the crown has been in turmoil. Nobody knows Nobody's what's going to go on. Rats, yeah. And, oh, look, now they brought back Charles II, and it's all going to be peachy keen, except that's what they said when the last guy came on. Fair and enough. look what a crap show that turned into. You know what? I'm out of here. I mean, listen, you know as well as I do that about a year ago when an election happened and all those people uh, said, that's it, we're, we're, we're going to be expatriates, we're going to leave the country, we're going to live on our money in some other place because it's going to be way better, and then they didn't do it. But this guy may have had the same thought of, you know what, it's just going to be one more of the same with a new paint job, and I've seen it before, and I am out before actually, it all burns down. Actually, uh-huh. I believe that Harrison was a royalist, so he was like, well, uh, um, so it's not, in other words, his side won. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that's but that, here is, but, but here he may is, have uh, been like, he may not have thought that Charles II was the man for the job. Or maybe he thought he wouldn't last, but, but here is where the restoration actually might factor into this, is that, and nobody actually knows the answer to this. And that is that uh, 
all of these all these these people with these lands that they were who were collecting rent when the Commonwealth went in and and then the protectorate essentially because the whole royalty thing kind of just went away uh they no longer were able to collect rents on their lands mm -hmm. for an extended period and so one of the questions here is when it's time to go out and collect the rent uh do these people owe back rent for all those years oh that, yeah. 12 or 15 years worth oh that's uh, a heavy toll yeah. yeah and so is that the case and so in that case that he could have then, actually, yes he would take all that money. he could have actually hauled in quite a bit of money yeah and of course the problem with that is if he collected that amount of money and he would never dare to show his face back in Camden ever again. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> yeah. unless he, well, I guess that's true, yeah. Unless he I was going to say, well, unless he knew that these people had been murdered, had been not murdered, but had been executed for his murder. But I guess it really makes more sense if they had been executed for his robbery and he could come back and say i was so i was robbed and i was so scared and i ran away and blah, blah, i played blah, blah. dead i played dead they thought they killed me they threw me in a cesspool but then after they left i climbed back out i got better i went to france <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, okay so you're right yeah, yeah. i i agree and it's uh but if this is this is my favorite of the ones but, but again we don't know it probably realistically speaking even if obviously they would have loved to have con con collected all that background realistically speaking they couldn't have they couldn't have they could I mean? not have held them accountable for 10 or 12 years worth of back rent uh, you know, we're talking like when the, the monarchy was abolished in 1649 and we're now looking 49 at 16, to 6 so 11 11 12 years yeah. that's a that no that that would bankrupt the entire country they knew they couldn't go that that yeah, deep no it's just they that, couldn't gouge it that a deep too hard uh, but you know, maybe just the regular haul from rents was it would have been enough to tempt him into leaving. I don't know, or I, I just don't know. Um, you know, and and of course the other thing about it is that you know he had to have heard what happened in his absence. I mean, three people get executed for you being gone. I, I uh, don't know. I don't know that he, he would have had to have heard I that, did, Joe. I, I probably. I think the We're story got a lot of very slow when there is no electronic communication. Yeah. I just think it, it would have taken a lot of moxie, a lot of chutzpah, excuse me, chutzpah, for him to to come back after three people have been killed. I, I suppose maybe you're right. Maybe he didn't know that three people have been executed. Uh, yeah, I mean, know? yeah, I, I really feel like he sauntered into town like, hey, I'm back, everybody. I got this great story. <laughs> yeah. People were, oh, hell. Um, uh, um, um, and then spits I was out kidnapped. It happened. I was kidnapped. It was the worst. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to add the details in later. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm going to go see my wife who's going to mysteriously hang herself. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why his wife hung herself. <gasps> she didn't. He killed her. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Uh, yeah, it could have been. I, so anyway, this is, as I say, so far my, my favorite theory, but it's got its issues too. Yeah. But again, that's why they call this the wonder. There is no clear There's answer. There's all here. wondering. We yeah. should have just called this podcast the wonder. Yeah, the wonder. Dang it. That's uh, kind of taking. Now. There's a wonder thing out there that's already sort of taking it. We'd, we'd have been oh, in really? the shadow. Hmm. Yeah. No wonder it sounds a little too, I don't know. Familiar. Yeah. 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 Screw that. All right. Back to theories here. We right, shall be theory? called Thinking Sideways. Yeah. Yay! Pretty much. Yeah. Well, we've got another theory or two here, so let's get on this. One was that uh, it's been hypothesized by historians and, and responsible people, not just your tinfoil hat types. but uh, AKS. Yeah, exactly. It's been <laughs> hypothesized that he was perhaps on some sort of a secret mission. And Like, for example, one would be, well, uh, his employers, uh, 
the uh, so so the Viscountess Camden was Juliana Noel. Her 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 son, Sir Baptist Noel. Uh, was, Sorry, that was his name. Yeah, it was his name. Baptist. Baptist. Yeah, I know, I know. Weird. Baptiste? No, probably ba- Baptist. Ba- Baptist, yeah. Ba- Baptiste ba- is yeah. more Spanish. Yeah, it's a terrible name, but uh, maybe it was French. a cool name in there. Yeah. It's also Spanish. Mm. Anyway. It was Baptiste. But anyway, Baptiste was known to be a party boy uh, who had apparently fathered a bunch of illegitimate children. So the thinking along this line goes, maybe... Uh, because as I said, the restoration happened. These people, uh, a lot of their lands were sequestered. They had no income. A lot of their wealth was taken from them because of their associations with the, with the monarchy. Mm-hmm. And so if he had all these illegitimate children floating around out there across Europe, um, he wasn't able to give them any money in the interim. And so now finally the restoration happens. His lands are restored. He's got his wealth back. Now suddenly he's in a position to help out his kids. So right. the thinking is that he maybe sent Harrison on a mission uh, to to actually take money to his to children, uh, ex girlfriends, whatever. One, why Harrison, and two, where did the money suddenly appear from? This is all a good question. I don't know. This is like I said, just a theory. Okay. I mean, again, why Harrison? Why did he choose this seventy-year-old guy? One reason, of course, would be as he was trustworthy. Talking, he was trustworthy. You know, he was a solid guy. Now, one of the problems I have with this, uh, as far as him being essentially a money courier, why did it take him two whole years to do this, number one? Uh, number two, uh, why didn't anybody, knowing that he was just out of town and was going to be back, why didn't anybody intervene to stop three people from getting hanged? Well, Although, I guess I, I can kind of answer that, maybe. Oh, yeah, how? Because, um, you know... I, they didn't I care? Know <laughs> well, no, I think it's possible that the Perrys were kind of... Dirtbags? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could have been stealing and trashing things and getting the, drunk. The rednecks of the English countryside? I mean, they could have been people that the Viscountess was like, I don't care. They don't contribute anything. They're kind of like you know, beating up all of my, all of the people who live in my area. They're mm. stealing from the my employee. Yeah. Basically just troublemakers. And you know what? It's probably better if they're gone anyway. Well, yeah. Could just be. snuff that line out right there and there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I could. mean, I'm not saying that's like a good reason, yeah. but it's well, a no, reason. No, it's Take not that, actually. O'Doyle. Well, actually, if you think about it, you if, don't rule. If he left and it, he was not expected to come back, and, but he had to leave on this super secret mission, maybe his wife was eventually going to go join him wherever he was. Then it totally makes sense, actually, to let three people get executed because that that puts an end to the whole thing. Solidifies his story. Yeah, he disappeared, but all speculation is done. I mean, he was murdered. Three people were killed. All questioning is done. So that kind of makes sense. But again, what was his super secret mission? We don't know. Yeah, and it's hard to say. I mean, there could actually be progress on this. There are people actually all the time going through ancient libraries and old manuscripts. And you never know. Somebody might stumble across a little more information one of these days. Yeah, maybe. It, it could happen. Um, uh, and, but on the theory, our, our last theory here, this is, this, this is actually kind of a plausible theory, too, which is that the whole story is complete BS. This yeah, never happened. It's all a fabrication. It's completely a fabrication, yeah. Totally possible. Well, I don't think so. I mean, oh. yeah, I mean, it is possible, but somebody had to go back and really fake some records in, in really well. Okay. Because there were accounts, like one of the justices of the peace, uh, what's his name, uh, Overbury, wrote an account of this about 10 years after it happened and published it. And that's still around, it's still available. Um, some other documents have surfaced. Uh, of course, the letter that Harrison wrote, that still exists, uh, the one that he wrote to explain where he'd been gone for for two years. That's still around as far as I know. Uh, 
And then somebody just in this century, I think, found uh, some some court records discussing the the trial of uh, the, the Perrys. Perrys for the murder of William Harrison, and I named them all Joan, Richard, and John, and they were all sentenced to be hanged for the murder of William Harrison. So here's the here's the one here's the one thing that just screws this theory, uh, or actually backs this theory up and screws up your belief that it's real. Those names are super duper common. Yeah. William, uh, it's crap, Harrison? Yeah, William Harrison. William, Harris, William, William Harrison, very, very common name. Yeah. Perry is not an uncommon yeah. name. Joan's not uncommon. Yeah. I mean, John, I mean, it's, 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 these are all common names. So it is entirely possible mm. that the Perrys killed uh, Harrison. But, but a not that Harrison who came Harrison. back. A different Harrison. Maybe. Right. So yeah. these things are happening in the area, and then it's kind of this conflagration well, of yeah. stuff, and then it, it all just kind of merges in the historical record because but, we don't know because yeah. it's crappy record keeping. Well, and actually, back back at the starting of those days, they were starting to keep better records, and starting but also, to. but also, and again, this is also in a time of turmoil when the monarchy is coming back, and there is administrative turnover. Maybe, but but I mean, again, that one of the the things that settles it for me. Though, is that, is that Overbury wrote this, his account of this whole thing, and he was privy to the, to the facts of the whole case, and he wrote the account of it. And so, unless he was totally BSing us, he was an aspiring he, sci-fi writer. Maybe of that's the what time. it was. Yeah, now he was, as far as I know, a, a, a respectable man who would. And don't forget, doing stuff like uh, like writing sci-fi probably back in the 17th century was not considered respectable at all yeah. in those days. So I think that Voltaire got away. With I it. think it happened. Yeah, I think it happened. Okay. I think it did because I, I think that's like big news. I really think that this whole it, thing boils down to he took off and spun a BS tale when he ran out of money yeah, and I it agree. was running away from from debt. I yeah, agree. I think that and, he got himself into either gambling debt or just credit debt because look, I've got all these hundreds of pounds. Lend me money. I really think that he just he ran away. Maybe and yeah. spent faster than he expected mm. to, and, and had then, to come back. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. It's a good thing I gave them this different name. I gotta go. Yeah, and, and didn't know where else to go, so he went home. Well, and maybe uh, he took a big chance. I think, but uh, you know, I think maybe the, one of the reasons it worked out for him, and uh, I don't think he got his whole job back, as far as I know. No, I, I, I doubt, doubt it. it. I yeah. doubt it. But uh, but if he did, they're they're very gullible. Yeah, but uh, maybe the local the local law and everything like that. Maybe they were all kind of like, you know. Let's just sweep this under the rug and forget about it, because otherwise it kind of makes us look bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I do think that one of the, I think th this case uh, was sort of the basis for, for what was a long tradition in English law, which is that basically, if you don't have a body, you don't have a murder. Yeah, that's yeah. what I read. I think this was the genesis of that whole idea, is that, uh, you know, because, and there have been other cases. There was a case in American history, like um, back in the, the 19th century, where a guy was hung for killing some guy, and then some years later, the guy comes back to town and says, "Hey, what's up? What's up, dudes?" And oh, uh, we thought you were dead. We killed Ted over there over it. Uh, whoopsie. <laughs> well, Ted was <laughs> yeah. a, a d bag anyway. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, so. But uh, I mean, yeah, no. It, and yeah. English law has, for many many years, had the the no body, no no yeah. hanging rule. But mm -hmm. yeah. 
They've gotten away from that, apparently. Well, you might still be able to convict people, but yeah, you probably still. But then again, cannot. the Brits don't kill anybody. I don't think they execute anybody. But they I think... also run on the shortest prison sentence. Oh, you you clubbed an old lady near to death. That'd be three weeks in jail. Uh, yeah, they do kind of. I mean, it's like there's only a, a couple of people in the whole country that are actually seriously in prison for life. We Jerry Bamber, or Jeremy, Jeremy Bamber. Bamber being one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's one of just a few, and yeah. that's it. I mean, just a couple, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why they have a high crime rate over there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Seventeen of the queen's corgis. Yeah, because they piddled <laughs> on the carpet. Yeah. Well, it tied the room together. Uh, all right. So, um, so you guys have any other theories here? No. Any other ideas? No. I what I, the hell happened? I think that it's all. I think he BS. just ran away. Yeah. He probably did. Yeah. It's still a weird little story. It's um, yeah. It's still weird. It's still for weird. sure. But especially that, that that added little twist of three dead people. Oopsie. Whoops. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if we, have, if we have any British listeners out there that are fans of this story and have any, any input, well, we have an email account. We finally got an email account. I thought you were going to stop it. If we have any British listeners, and I was going to say, <laughs> you know we do. Yeah, of course we do. But we, have we, have a, we do have an email. I'm sorry. We do. Uh, it is a, it's one of them fancy Gmail accounts. Don't you wish you had one? <laughs> but uh, thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Uh, what else? We are on uh, social media, like Facebook, Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, we are thinking sideways. Uh, and, and, of course, in Facebook, you want to join the group and like the page. You can't join the page, so just uh, and don't try to friend us. Like the page, join the group. And there's lots of fun stuff going on. And the Reddit. And the Reddit. Oh, yeah, we got a Reddit. We got Reddit where we are thinking sideways. Tons and of we stuff going on there, too. Literally, as of tonight, just of joined, of recording, just joined Instagram. That's right. Insta. So find us. We're yeah. um, thinking sideways podcast on that. It'll be a very, very small Instagram page. Right. Yeah, that's what you think. It'll, yeah, no, you guys put me in charge of it. So it's going to be amazing. No, no, it'll, it'll start out small, it'll get big really fast. Yeah. What else? You're probably wondering where you can find our wonderful podcast and listen to it. Well, we're all over the place. We're on our website, of course, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. You can listen to our our episodes uh, right there. You can also buy merch like mugs and T-shirts and stickers and all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, yeah, and also on our website, you will find we always have links to some of the stories, uh, the background research stuff stuff and research. Uh, We will definitely put a link to Peter Clifford's website that's got tons of research on this story, and you can find out all the gritty details that I had to leave out because, you know, I I could have gone on for hours and hours on this thing. Besides our website, uh, what else? We're on iTunes, and we're on all kinds of streaming services, too. Stitcher, yeah. Google Play, and, and other, you name and it. Yada, yada, yeah, everything. But, uh, uh, but anyway, be sure to uh, you know, subscribe, uh, leave a rating, and leave a review, preferably a good rating, five stars. Mm-hmm. And remember to downvote the one-star and the two-star <laughs> reviews and upvote the five-star reviews. Do whatever you want. Yeah, but it Whatever would be makes nice. you feel good. Whatever yeah. makes you feel good. All right. Well, okay. I guess that's it. Until next week, arrivederci or au revoir or something. Hey, guys. So uh, I got to go to our bank account, and then I swear I'll be back for recording next week. Yeah, we'll see you in All two right? years, right, dude? Uh, more than that. Yeah. Uh, Promise not to kill anybody. <laughs>